2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to The
0: Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening. And uh, look at that. My black eye actually is uh, he's, he's getting better. It's going down a bit, isn't it? That's good. That's nice to see. I um, just thought I'd, you know, Keep it on topic, Steve. Um, how you doing, sir?
3: Good, good, good. Uh, good to be back again. Have a little chat. Rip, rip a squad to part. No, nah, it's not that bad, is it? It's not that bad. So,
0: yes, folks, we will talk about the squad. Uh, and that's the All Black Squad, by the way. Um, we'll also run through all of the um, action from the weekend. Um, not that I've seen that much of it. I saw, I watched the, um, uh, the All Blacks versus um, the Wallabies. Uh, we did have some streaming issues during the second half, but uh, hey, that's what happens when you're using satellite um, satellite internet. Um, there we go. So unfortunately, we had a, a slight little hiccup there. So I missed a little bit of the second half, but apart from that, all good. Um, and uh, then also, um, I've watched the highlights of the um, Springboks versus oh, it like the Pumas versus uh, the Springboks um, as well over in Argentina. What about yourself? So what was your um, rugby weekend like?
3: Not not as um, busy as it has been in previous ones, that's for sure. But <laughs> um, Saw, yeah, saw the, the All Blacks game. Of course, that was enough uh, of watching live rugby for me. Saw the highlights pretty much of all the other games. Uh, or so else I wouldn't have slept all night. It's, if you watch geez, Scotland playing fantastically and set the, the Springboks and uh, putting our picks to Wales. Ah, oh, jeez, it, it was a nightmare. It was a good I'll, weekend. It was a good weekend. No, no sleep, you. though.
0: So, yeah, so... um. Last week, not on this channel, but on over on Steve's uh, over on um YouTube channel, we did do a preview of all of the games that you posted up. Um, and yes, our predictions were all over the <laughs> the shop compared to that. I'm going to blame it on um, uh, weird squads, as it's all to do with um, Super Rugby uh, World Cup warm ups and uh, looking for and everyone not sort of uh, they're not taking these games properly seriously. As in, it's not about the game; it's about what's happening in a month or so's time. Um so yes, that, that's my excuse. But thankfully I didn't put a uh, didn't put any money on it on a multi because boy oh boy we <laughs> lost that very quickly. Um mm-hmm. absolutely in that one. Um so let's just run through a few results before we get into that uh, That is a Cup two. First off, Samoa um beat Tonga 34 to 9. So good win um for I Samoa there. One. The um you saw that one, uh, not live then, because that was the, that was on free to free to air ah, TV at the same time as the All Blacks game.
3: No, what you have three monitors here, Paul. So you have All Blacks, ah. everything else, other game that you're kind of watching on the side, but you're not really watching. Uh But <laughs> yeah, you that know, was going uh, it was at the same time. So no, it wasn't a bad matchup actually. That one it was um as you kind of expect from those two sides, but definitely skill level has got increasingly well up on those uh, sides and they were. You know, four or five years ago, that's for sure.
0: The, um yeah, it's uh, I mean, looking at looking at it from a from a stats point of view, territory possession pretty even. Um, yeah. The number of runs about twenty odd more for Samoa than Tonga, but boy oh boy, when they ran, did they run well? Because five hundred twenty six meters for Samoa, only one hundred ninety six for uh, Tonga, so more than double, way more than double of just twenty more runs. Um, so. Um, yeah, very well done by the um, um, by Samoa there in that one tackling a bit off by both teams. In all honesty, eighty two percent, seventy eight percent. So that they're going to want to improve that before the um, before the Rugby World Cup, um, especially think about Samoa's um, kind of group um, group. They're going to want to have a bit more uh, around that set piece uh, if they're going to cause an upset. Um, and Tonga's line out seventy percent. Boy oh boy, losing six line outs. That's uh, if you if you don't have a set piece. You have a platform to play off. You are going to struggle, and um, that's part of it. Five clean breaks to Samoa, zero from Tonga. As turn right says Tonga not clicking despite resources they have with new players, and that's it. They, they've just had they haven't been playing with each other ever. <laughs> it's not like you can okay. Samoa do, hasn't had the same time together as say the All Blacks or in England or France do, but at least they know each other um, and um, have played with each other last year for a game or two. Mm. So there's something there to build off. From Tonga, they're just building from zero. Um, so they just need as much game time between now and the beginning of the World Cup as they can get, really. Um, but, yeah, that's my thoughts, looking at looking at it from a stats point of view. Really impressed with how Samoa's is tracking.
3: Yeah, no, they look good. And you're right, um, speaking of those stats, they, did, they were happy to run from anywhere. Um, although the game was a lot more structured than you normally see you know, four or five years ago from a, a Tonga or Samoa, oh, they were still much like in the Fiji game. They were just going at it from whichever way, which way, trying to create the space. Tonga, were, yeah, they were very, um, they struggled to break the initial line and break the initial tackles. So I think that's, they had a lot of ball, they had a lot of attacking chances, and they just couldn't really break down that defense. It so was, it was good to see, though, Samoa a bit more open and free flowing. Uh, well, I think Tonga will come better as the tournament wears on, though. I think they're, they looked, they looked like they could do something if they had a bit more of that time together to, to get that structure all in place and kind of get their game plans together to work uh, a bit nicer than they did. But I think the, the basics were there for, for the Tongans, which was always good to see. But some, islands you could tell, were a few weeks ahead and a bit, bit more comfortable to chance their arm. Uh, than the Tongans were, and it, and it showed in the way it played out. But also, it was a good match. It, it definitely, the Tongans tested the Samoa's defense. Uh, they, they pounded away. It's like long periods that they had the ball, phase after phase after phase, which is something that they typically would struggle with. So, a, a good pile of um, developments, I guess, in the way that they're playing.
0: Yeah, after England's result for the weekend, um, I'm starting to worry about the Rugby World Cup now, having seen Samoa play. But anyway, okay. well, um, Move on, move on for that. We'll get to England later. Um, Japan 12, Fiji 35. Um, so again, Fiji, another team tracking really, really well, and um, uh, and obviously some some big uh, with uh, Australia. Well, Australia maybe slightly click finally clicking, but Wales, well, actually, they always might may have cl- clicks as well. But two teams at Fiji, I think they have they have a good, a good, um, a good bite at now. They've had uh, they've seen off Japan. Um, now, Japan admittedly had a red card after seven minutes, and I'm assuming this was a proper red card rather than the funny, funny games we have nowadays. Um, yeah. So Japan playing with um, 14 men for uh, a, uh, 73 minutes. Um, and now, Simon mentioned oh, also mentions that Fiji had three disallowed tries as well. But um, I'm not sure how much can Fiji take from
3: this, do you think, with that? The fact that they were playing against 14 men for most of the game. Fiji were amazing. They were brilliant. They were entertaining. They were fun. I actually watched this game as well. I completely forgot about this one even happening. This, this is what happens when these are the earlier games. By the time you get to the end of the weekend, you've forgotten about the ones at the start of yeah. the weekend. No, this game was fun. This game was exciting. It, yeah, the, the red card was bad, uh, just plowed straight into a ruck, smashed the guy in the head. Bad. No excuses. You can't argue with it. But hey, Fiji, they played so Fiji like. They were just running from, you know, it was just so cliche, uh, Fiji rugby. But they, they're they a lot better than they used to be. They're not just all about chucking the ball out wide. They've got a lot more structure about their game. But still, when they want to go and when they're returning a kick, the offloads start coming out, the big legs start pumping. They're just so exciting and powerful to watch. They were just they were a, a tear above Japan in that matchup. Well, Japan did come back late, but I think Fiji had kind of run out of puff at that stage. They'd been running length of the field, scoring all these disallowed tries. He stole my point there, Nocturnal, I was going to say. They, yeah, number of tries that they went into the corner um, and were disallowed for a little thing back in the play. TMO kind of took over that game, calling it back after he's the, the sitting there lining up a conversion. But... Yeah, they were fun. Fiji were fun. They were very expressive. I think they had that freedom of knowing they had that advantage and they just, they threw it all out there. And to be fair, that scoreline flattered Japan. That's how well, um, well, especially the points they scored at the end, Japan. But that that for thirty odd that Fiji scored should have been much, much more. Definitely much, much more. They were exciting, fun and dangerous. Look out.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of Japan's points came in the last 10 minutes, folks. Yes. Yeah. Um, but look, Fiji missing thirty-two tackles in this game, only tackling at seventy-eight percent. They need to do better than that. Can World Cup.
3: Um, that, how many then come in the last ten minutes though, as well? Because they they completely went to sleep. Like they were, you could tell they were done. They were like, <laughs> yeah. we're so far ahead. There's eight minutes to go, and Japan really looked good, but you could tell Fiji they weren't. They weren't interested at that point. They had such a big lead. Yeah, so I'm,
0: I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take too much from this game, mm. or, or, or put too much weight on this result um i'll put more weight on the samoa result than i will on this one personally yeah um moving on then oh heading up to um, europe scotland versus france now i'm listening to a scottish podcast apparently scotland went into this game as favorites which was like what okay wow so um with the uh, with, with the bookmakers um and well done to um well, this the, the this podcast who kind of all went with their hearts i think rather than the heads with their predictions but hey <laughs> um well done to Scotland, beating uh, beating France 25 to 21. This one really does um, put some, um, is a definite. So if, if anyone was walking into this one complacent, thinking, ah, you know what, S- um, Ireland, South Africa, they're going to just qualify from their pool. No hassles." Um, boy, oh boy, Scotland um, are turning up now. True. This was a first choice Scotland team against a second choice French team. Uh, I get that. But even so. Um, to uh to have got this result was very good. Um look 40 uh, twenty eight and twenty-six kicks from hand here. Um so much more than we saw in those um those Pacific uh no, it's not Pacific Nations Cup Pacific Nations series um games.
3: <laughs> Who
0: so knows anymore? A bit more <laughs> exactly yeah, a bit more um the uh what do you call it though a bit more um I uh, can uh, sort of, I guess, normal style of play. Um, I think from these two. Um, now, no clean breaks from Scotland, which is uh, is, is, got, is going to be a little bit worrying. But um, hey, played, about, I think this, this is fourteen
3: men too. Remember, as well. Sorry? They got a they got a red card very early on as oh. well.
0: Well, after fifty-one men, minutes, so in the second half, yep.
3: They were down nineteen-three or nineteen-six at that point, or something. They they were down by a lot as well. Hmm. So they were down by a lot, losing a man. How 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 Scotland? What what just happened? No, I I had a, a comment this morning, uh, talking about this on the stream, and one one comment. Well, one man was mentioned. In all the comments was just Finn Russell. Magical, magical, best fly half in the world. Um, they're going crazy in Scotland. Whoa. They think they think he's god. They really do.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, no, you're right. Um, all of France's points came before the red card, so they were twenty one yes. points, and then and. Crazy. Um, most of Scotland's points came after the red card. So um, two of their tries um, came after the red card. So yes, wow, um, crazy game by the uh, by, the sounds of it. But so uh, yeah, wake up folks. Yeah, that pool, um, pool B um, is uh, is definitely interesting um, with uh, Scotland in there. Tonga, unfortunately, not living up to what we hoped um, with, their, with their players back yet. Um, Steve still thinks they've got a chance of ramping up before then, but we'll see. Um,
3: so well hey, then Scotland if, if we uh, on that, that Scotland game, it's like if you're if, if you're a fan of any team playing against Scotland, or you're a fan of Scotland, you'll know this already. But you need to get wingers that could defend Darcy Graham on the crossfield kick. If you want any chance of beating Scotland, you need to defend Darcy Graham. With ball in hand is good as well, but that crossfield kick, I think the highlight reel of the last two matches of Scotland have been fifty percent Darcy Graham, crossfield kicks from whoever's at 10, Vin Russell, um whatever, it doesn't matter. That That is a weapon, and I don't know he's not he's not a huge man by any stretch. He's not like he's Israel Falau flying out there climbing on people's backs, but he, he just does it, he does it well. And that's I expect to see that pumped out at the World Cup.
0: And yeah, and also, you need to have a big winger on the other side because um, Stein's going to be walking, they've got the South African Stein going to be running at you. So, um, and Van der Murder, so I'm Van, de Moer, sorry, sorry, Van de rather than Stein. Stein's the backup, isn't he? He's the mm. reserve, um, but um, so yes, so. Uh, Yeah, Scotland looking good. Wales twenty, England nine. Now we did not see this one coming. We even we even had um, even had your um, uh, your um, your 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 uh, editing man pick out an edit where I corrected you the saying that 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 Wales are going to be favourites in this game. Um, I was right. See, I was right. (laughs) (laughs) You were right, even though even though you said it by accident. Um, England just three penalties in um, two in the first half, one in the second. Really um, got to be worrying there. Even though they made five clean breaks, um, could not get over um, the um, over the whitewash. Um, Wales, on the other hand, with I mean both these teams, I think were a bit experimental. Um, Wales coming into this with senior players um, resigning and deciding not to get not to make themselves available for every World Cup. A Six Nations where the only game they beat were, one was against Italy. Um, this this was something that um, that Wales really needed this win. Uh or th- th- I think this win is very good for them from a morale point of view. Lee Halfpenny unsurprisingly slotting over 100 percent of the kicks. Um, Gareth Davis and George North going over for tries. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a dad's a bit of a kind of name. <laughs> um, which year are we which, which year are we in? Yeah, um, <laughs> we, clock. we could be um so um um uh so yeah so well done um uh so something that I think Wales will really appreciate now England though only getting winning 10 out of the 15 of their lineouts. My boy, oh boy, if you're going to do that kind of line outs, that's okay. You, you're going to struggle. Um, a lot of kicking in this game 34 by Wales, 20 by England. Um, so uh, I think a lot of territory. I, I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing um, a, a lot of territory battle there. Um, with that, um, but um, yeah, Wales, Wales, a bit worried, probably worried, worried about the scrum losing five of their own scrum and put ins. Ouch. Ouch. Um, so some set piece issues for both of these teams um, to to sort out over the next few weeks. Twenty four turnovers conceded by by England. Yeah, piss poor by England. Put bluntly. Um, looking at that. looking at the stats. As I say I've not seen it, but I'm, but I'm worried now. Cover up World Cup. I was uh, quietly confident that hey, England again in in not the um, hardest pool. Um. Um, with uh, Japan, Argentina, Samoa and Chile. Now at least Japan's doing the decent thing and playing badly Um, so I don't have to get too I I, I can get some sleep at night but um, yeah, very worried after this.
3: You should be worried about those Pumas, I tell you, you should be worried about those Pumas, they are going to cost England, they are going to cost England, someone's going to cost them, that pool you talk about it being not so difficult, I mean bar the one next to it where you got that real congestion of um, the island and all that in there. This is, I think, this is the next best thing for a possible upset. So, yeah, look what's out for the Pumas? England, England are in a bit of trouble. They're in a bit of worry. No, it's the, it's the Australia, Wales, and oh, this this whole tournament is so, so so close and tense. It's crazy. Like you can't. I want to see. I want to see England full strength. That's what I want to see. Uh, that these B teams and C teams. I mean, it's. It's good to see the development. I mean, Wales have pulled out a couple of players from that team that they'll probably consider to be competitive for their starting team going forward, like their first team, uh, that they played so exceptionally well. England, on the other hand, have probably answered a few questions of guys that they thought were in their first team plans. Now, won't be so much in those first team plans. So, it's good for them, but I don't think we can really gauge too much for that tournament, big crunch games on these sort of uh, B-team, C-team, Hybrid teams that we're getting at the moment. Still fun though.
0: It is. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm worried from Romania though, um, losing 17 yes. to 31 to the USA, who aren't going to the Rugby World Cup. Oh dear. Oh dear. So yeah, Romania, um, I think, are in for a um, a tough time when they've got South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, and Tonga in their groups. Um, if you if you, if you can get any money on a multi that means they lose all their games, um, take it because it's, that's looking like easy money to me. Um at um at the moment. Yeah, very poor um from them. Uh, again, uh, a set piece that's not firing on lineouts. Um and if you're losing line outs to 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 the USA, you're gonna lose a lot to Scotland. <laughs> you're going to lose a lot to South Africa and Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, not much more to say about that one really. If you're losing it's to sad. the team you ain't very world cup.
3: Not good. That's disappointing. Disappointing and... now. Uh... She's, yeah, sad. That's about how we can describe it. You kind of want your World Cup teams to be showing up now, don't you? And maybe they shouldn't have booked that game. They should have, shouldn't have booked that one. They should have booked the game against, like, Uruguay or, or Georgia or something like that. Just at least so you can go, like, well, at least it's a World Cup opponent.
0: Um, next up, um, Ireland versus Italy. Ireland winning 33-17. to 17. Ireland uh, giving a whole bunch of players an opportunity um, in... Um, uh, in uh, in in this one, um, yeah, not so right. It's 1981, All Blacks versus Romania, test score 14 fourteen three. Yeah, <laughs> those days have gone. Um, but um, uh, a big difference in this one is that the, is is attacking. Ninety three percent, ninety two percent from both these teams. Um, so two teams that are uh, okay. Italy um, disappointed after this result um, and disappointed after their results in the the Six Nations. But I still think they are uh, a team that Colin Crowley has got well coached, mm. um, even if they haven't got the the right results so far. Um, LB by way, says, um, we only have the best kit though. Well, if you want to know about kits, we did a video about a week or two weeks ago now um, about the kits. So go look, we'll go watch that. And we'll tell you all about the Rugby World Cup kits um, that we, that we um, in, in there. And you can find that both on my channel and on, uh, Cornflake's channel, if you want to go and check that out. Um, a hell of a lot of work having to done by Italy in this game. They had to make over two hundred tackles, um, whereas only one hundred and fourteen um, by Ireland. So you need twice as many tackles. Um, Ireland really showing that playing that kind of rugby we're used to now, which is possession rugby and just smashing teams. Um, so yeah, Ireland looking like they're in the right place, heading towards the Rugby World Cup.
3: Yeah, the island look good. I think Italy look as expected. I don't think they're they're not really letting anyone down too much for their performances. I think they're doing what you kind of maybe a little bit a little bit over what you kind of expect from them. But yeah, I think they're not getting completely wiped off the floor, smashed. They're they're trekking on that middle road. I think they'll they'll turn up, they'll beat the teams they should beat, and they'll um lose to the teams above them, and that's probably about the best they can really hope for, the way they're going. Yeah. Ireland. Yeah, Ireland's going to be about where they you know on on the right sort of track as well, expectantly up there but I think a lot of teams like I said before, are still learning a lot about their players and their squads and, and the way that they're going to work their teams as well so for Ireland to kind of pull out this performance I guess against a, an Italian team that could have given them a bit more trouble I think they'll probably be quite pleased with how they've come away with this one
0: Yep um, Argentina versus South Africa Argentina led 10-3 at half time um, but um lost 13 to 24 um in the end uh perhaps there an element of uh, the springboks putting out a an experimental team that or, or a or a fringe team that took a while to um uh, to gel and get going um horrendous um attempted tackle which saw a nice, the um we saw a concussion guy uh, going off in that first half please don't tackle head first into big players um, it's just not going to work. Um, and uh, that'll be another player that may not make it to the um, Rugby World Cup. Now, very different to some of the other games here. Um, the set piece absolutely rock solid from both teams. Um, uh, two, two very different styles here. Argentina had 17 lineouts, South Africa had six, which tells you Argentina were kicking in field a lot, even with their clearance kicks, and um, saying, okay. Um, we're not going to give you. A, we're not going to let you have a set platform to play off. You're going to have to run it back through uh, and try and build something from p- broken play, um, which is uh, an interesting tactic that uh, some other teams might try um, against um, the Springboks, Steve.
3: Yeah, well, it's all about learning, isn't it? Really, it's. I think the biggest thing is that out of this match up for South Africa, well, there's probably two things out of it for them. Bad is the injury to Lacanio arm. That could be if he's... I was just having a look to see if there's any news. I couldn't really find anything concrete about what's wrong with him. Um, just that it could potentially be bad. Uh, if that is bad, that's going to be bad for South Africa as well. Although, the depth is there. We know about that, which is the second part of it for them that's that's uh, positive, is that they rolled out their team. Yeah, they were a bit rusty from the start, but you know you can only make those, what, eight replacements. So, you're not replacing the whole team, so they got a lot of guys out there that, I'd like to say, fringe you know, fringe selection even. You know, the guys that are not even really probably in that 33-man sort of area uh still coming out there and putting in a, a good performance. But, yeah, tactically, I mean, I think we know they're kind of similar sort of sides, aren't they, in the way that they do like to control the game with their set-piece and their forwards. Great seeing see Augustine Creavy, 100 caps as well for him. So, big congrats uh to Augustine on that, which is like a, a talisman player for... And uh, also the... Uh
0: the first ever players to do it for the Pumas.
3: Yes, he is too. That's right. Um, so massive, massive for him, massive for Argentina. I, I, I just think they're just not a team you can write off uh, heading forward into the world cup. I think they've got a very deep squad, very deep pack, very deep back line. They've got a lot of continuity in their team. Um, <laughs> as much as it pains just about anyone in world rugby to say it, Chick is coaching them fairly decently as well. He's, I think he's <laughs> got a good little job about it. Um, I think they're going to be dangerous. And I, yeah, South Africa's a hard nut. It's, it's a hard nut to beat, um, no matter where you are or who you are. So, tough one to call on, but I'm I'm curious and interested to see how they're going to travel on the rest of their build-up towards uh, their opening game of the World Cup.
0: Yeah, look, 145 metres running for Argentina, 552 from South Africa. Now, uh, does that mean South Africa was doing free-flowing, throwing it around rugby? No, that means they're running back kicks a lot. Um, mm. So, lots of free metres there um, with that... Um, with that 500, um, that was yes, that was not a uh, that wasn't that wasn't that's not a Fiji 500 meters running, <laughs> put it that way.
3: And hey, the Springboks have got a big uh decision to make uh, for their squad though when they do name their world cup, I think on Thursday. Well, that could be the Wallabies. It's this week anyway. Um, for their, their outside backs, or their wings specifically, or how many are they are going to go for? Um, when you've got Aaron playing well. Uh, Akanamudi Moody had a fantastic game uh, in the weekend versus Argentina, who wasn't probably in the mix. He was probably on that outer side. Now he's played a, a fantastic game. He's got himself in there. Now the cause is Mipimpy good enough to get into that mix uh, as well. And then you've got Colby, who's still in there. But maybe Colby, you could cover him. As a fullback, but you're still on that outside backs with Willy LaRue and Willemsa. Where does Willemsa fit in there? Not really as a 10. I mean, it's great to have depth, but man, the selections are going... There you go, Tuesday. Thanks, Albie. The old selection selectors are going to be... oh, They're going to be kept busy and they're going to to live and die in these selections too, whether they're successful at this tournament or not. Because you know they're going to be like, well, if you only picked this player... (laughs) maybe it yeah, would have been whereas, different you've got to pick the king though no, come on my pimpy's in surely <laughs>
0: oh um, now when we get the all blacks one you'll notice as there's, yeah, there's a very difference there as to kind of like yeah <laughs> um because uh one of the things whilst steve might be throwing a few of the players under the bus or out of the uh rather, on, under the bus rather than onto the bus uh for the all blacks i've got to ask him who he's going to replace him with and you'll notice that it's just not really um, we've had some chat in uh, in our rugby chat, and are like, my God, how did he make it? And the answer is, okay, well, who, who else would you put there? I can't think of anybody that's not injured. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So that's why some of the players at the oh, yes, um, look, mm-hmm. the All Blacks don't give it rock. are playing very well at, mo- are playing well at the moment. They've won every game this year. They'll be happy with the way they're at. But there isn't a, a massive amount of depth. There's a good 30-odd, 30-odd players. And then in certain positions, it falls off a cliff quite quickly. Um so uh, yeah, so different different um, issues, um, or or perhaps makes it a lot easier actually for Ian Foster at the moment uh, in that in that regard. Um, a couple more games before we can actually get on to talking about let Cup Two. Um, Uruguay beat Namibia twenty six um, to eighteen, perhaps closer uh, than, uh, than than I gave it credit for um, during our chat. To be honest, on that one, I've got nothing to say about it really. Um, well played, Namibia. The- um, and uh, chile lost to an argentina 15 13 to 40 um, there with that one so yes uh backing up that uh, that the that argentina do have depth um and uh um, chile yeah. will enjoy being up their first rugby world cup in a long time it was it first ever even um but mm-hmm. um i'm not expecting them to be um pulling up trees um at uh, the rugby world cup let's be honest um so yes so that's all the games apart from Bledisloe Cup two, um, which saw New Zealand beat Australia twenty three to twenty, so uh, comfortable another win by by the uh, steamrolling All Blacks, um, who are marching on with the perfect season so far. Stephen, Steve, or was there a little bit more to it than just the scoreline?
3: Oh, well, there was. It was you know when they have pre-season and they have those game of three halves where they play like three different teams and they they split their own <laughs> squad apart. That's what this literally was. This was like All Blacks fifteen or whatever that other team was called now, and then they kind of swap most players at, at halftime and and it was oh the All Blacks are back oh what's happened? Um, no, this was far from this was far from plain sailing. Anyone who even caught highlights of this match thought it was anything from plain sailing, but there's there's a number of ways you can describe this matchup. Um, I've gone, I've gone for the more, the All Blacks have gone, here you go, Australia, you have the ball for this 40 minutes, here you go, you have it, we'll just aimlessly kick it at you, you just do what you want with it, you score as many points, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing games, you know, and you're like, well, you have the ball and you do what you can, and then after, you know, half time at lunch, I'll have the ball and I'll see how many points I can score, that's exactly what this game was about. The All Blacks were pointlessly kicking the ball away. There was no real intention, not really looking for anything rather than just getting it out of their hand. Um, and then half time came second half rolled around game plan just significantly changed. The Wallabies hardly touched the ball and it was the game of catch up. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've got a nice close game to finish with. And we got a nice exciting end to it, but game it's hard. I don't really blame the players. So much because that game plan, if you told me there was the same game plan for that whole 80 minutes, um, then I would not believe you at all. It was okay, but let's, uh, okay, let's, let's rewind something? a bit.
0: Okay. We have seen the All Blacks play a certain way this year um across nearly all their games, right? Which involves zero or next to zero territory kicking, um, and lots of contestable, Ooh. lots of cross-field kicks. This game that went out the window, and suddenly in that first half in particular um the uh, the the all blacks suddenly started to, to kick for territory and you're like okay david mckenzie this is how you've been playing um for what um for for the chiefs right this is the chiefs game plan this isn't the all blacks game plan you I, I don't think he was executing the game plan he was supposed to be um and uh, so so i don't blame the game plan here i do <laughs> blame the player uh, who's um, there, because the, there was definitely a different style, a, a different way of playing, particularly in that first half, um, than we've seen. Now, Dane McKenzie having to do has got the lion's share there of the responsibility, um, because he does have a Will Jordan at fullback. He doesn't have a Bowden Barrett there, but even so, um, the uh, I don't know, was it that the forwards weren't giving him the platform to kick off and play off, or was it that? um that that he was kicking to a difference that we we were kicking basically knots to the game plan the players the other players were expecting um and that's why things fell apart in that first half but um yeah he, he definitely didn't make a push to replace my as a starting as a starting 10.
3: Well you're never gonna know are you you're never gonna know what that first half game plan was unless you're, you're in a Just little room the dark yeah. room with with foster and he tells you like no that he actually stuffed up that could be either or I mean fact of the matter is whatever the game plan was it didn't make McKenzie look good or he didn't play well I'm going <laughs> I'm going with the both actually to be completely honest with you but McKenzie for me throw him completely gone from from my picture of being in a number 10 jumper uh, if I'm selecting anything that game told me one thing and it's one thing we've known for about six years now he's a fullback out and out fullback that's it come in join the line be a little playmaker now and then, but he's just, his game style suits. Like, when's the last time you saw an, an all-black team run sideways that much? Like, Moanga very, really does it, and he does straighten up pretty quickly as well. Mackenzie just runs, just aimlessly going, where's the hole? Where's Is there one round here? Fullback, what does a fullback do? Scan, 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 there's a hole, shoulder, I'm going for that little gap there. That's That's a fullback skill, and he's very good at it. Broken play from kicks, very good. When he was his most impactful, he was returning kicks back at the line uh, with one of his back three guys. That's where he was, I think, at his best. It just when there's structure, when there's a set piece and he's running things at 10, he, he just doesn't offer that much. Uh, I just I just didn't think he was that exciting um, with that sort of game plan. Put him at fullback, fielding kicks, running it back. Different player, great player, exceptional player. Kicking no good. Will Jordan's no. kicking no good either? By the way, I'm putting him under the bus too.
0: <laughs> um, got to also um, give uh, look, give gives give some props to uh, to the Wallabies here. Look, they suddenly clicked, particularly in that first ten minutes, right, um, where they scored their the the two tries. Um, the a player that we um, or the player that you had a go had said was even playing last week, um, Callaway. Um, appearing on people's shoulders, uh, mm-hmm. running for 100 metres um, off eight runs, two clean breaks, three defenders beaten. He had a cracking first half, um, being in the right place at the right time um, to take those offloads uh, and, and to create uh, – well, he, he did half of the two, two out of the four breaks, clean breaks, that, um, that the Wallabies had. So um, he had a cr- uh, cracking game. Also, in the, um, the live chat that uh, McWright and Hooper – um, at um, seven and six, had a good game um, mm-hmm. as um, as well. Also, says, well, he should have had four tries in that first half. Well, uh, it should have, would have, could have. Um, they need to be more clinical. That's, and we've, no, but that's what we've been talking about this whole time for the, for the Wallabies. Mm-hmm. They don't finish off points. They don't finish off tries. Now, they got it right for the first in that first 10 minutes um, and, and, and nailed it, but they need to be more clinical if they're going to go deep in this Rugby World Cup. Now, the draw helps them. We all know that. But, um, but uh, if they're going to win those key games in the quarterfinals, semifinals, they're going to need to be a lot more clinical. Um, and uh, But this is a good step in the right direction, I think, for them.
3: Yeah, you can you can heap all the praise on the Wallabies. I was just putting the boot into the All Blacks at the first because I not Oh, yeah, you know,
0: and I, and I, and I, and I invited you honest.
3: to do that. So. <laughs> from an All Blacks' perspective, this was a good game. Okay, from from my perspective of viewing this game, this was a good game because we got to see... A number of things. We've got to see players under pressure. We've got to see players in circumstances they're not, okay, they haven't been in this season because most things have been, you know, early leads or generally under control or they're within a chance. I think personally, the Wallabies, I agree, the comments from should there, they should have scored a lot more points. And yes, that is their issue. But to go into that with, was it 14-3 at halftime? I think the All Blacks scored three uh, 3-17. 17-3, that's, there we go. So, yeah, 14-point lead. Not enough. I, you go into that halftime break, and you're like, for a team that has dominated this game this much, really, they should be going in with a lot more points behind them. So that would be the, the criticism, but yeah, that, they were good. They were bumping through tackles. Uh, the All Blacks weren't defending fringe very well. They weren't tackling very well. Three or four players to put guys like Angus Bell, who was, again, exceptional, uh, down. Just they, they were so good at running the ball, but they had the ball. And I think that's the key thing. I think the All Blacks have kind of given World Rugby a bit of a heads up here. They're saying, if you want to beat the Wallabies, this is what you don't do. Don't just (laughs) give them free ball, okay? Starve them of possession, and they're not going to win a game when they've only got a handful of chances. You give them a truck full of chances, they're going to take them. The players are good enough that they're not going to throw away a half full of chances. You starve them of those opportunities, keep the ball away from them, and then you've got a recipe to beat the Wallabies. Um, so they're doing a bit of a, a world global service of world rugby here to show teams the two contrasts of style to play against the wallabies, but no, they've got good players. I mean, their back row is playing very well. I think their front row, if they can keep them fit, um, are playing very well, regardless of who seems to be rotating that, um, that door out to the number one and three uh, jerseys. But uh, yeah, all are good. I think who's going to captain the team next time is going to be a bit of a question mark with poor old Tate. Um, yeah, but Carter Gordon. Played well. I think he was quite good in the first half as well, running the ball quite nicely. He included all the Wallabies. They played well in the first half. But again, don't give them the ball. No one's a star. And they just, they just got shut out.
0: Yeah. And the, obviously injuries are going to be um, a worry for both, well, Thankfully, I mean, Britalik's been named today in the squad, so hopefully, so his injury isn't too too important, too too bad. Enor didn't get named, perhaps that's why he wasn't named, uh, but um, we'll discuss that um, that later. But as you said, there one and three is going to be a problem for the um, for the Wallabies, um, especially that tight head space, because um, one of the because um, their replacement into tight head, um, Famasuli uh four penalties given up in this game um there so clearly needs to sort out his uh particularly scrummaging but also other parts of his game um mm. twicey williams the guy he was opposite um the uh the loose head for the all blacks three penalties so their side of the scrum will not working in some reason <laughs> the referees had enough of both of them i like. <laughs> um but uh so um lots of uh, lots of problems there uh, on on that side but yeah tight head uh, is well, yeah the wall of these are blessed with some really good props the problem is keeping the four of them fit <laughs> basically um you got bell and and tupu um on the other side uh but unfortunately yeah uh, i think they're going to struggle because it's going to run out of props the, the way that they're falling at the moment um in uh, in, in in that one um so yes uh, the, from the other good thing is that Eddie Jones has found his side, right? Mm. Now, um, he definitely spent the first few
1: games. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: James um, kind of trying to figure out who the hell he was going to play. Now he's figured it out. Um, and uh, and, and, uh, and we're seeing the fruits of that, that they're heading in the right direction. The As we've said their Rugby World Cup, the opening game against Georgia, then they play Fiji. Look, have a set-piece, and uh, you've got a good chance. If Fiji aren't going to turn up with a set-piece. Um, Wales, uh, and then Portugal. Portugal will be an easy one there. But um, they don't have to be all guns blazing. All, all guns all guns blazing. Jeez. Oh, dear me. Um, from, from, from day one. So, uh, yeah, things looking actually good for Australia if they can keep enough front row forwards fit.
3: Yeah, um, I think they'll, they'll cruise through. They'll, they'll cruise through without too much worries. Um, yeah, the Fiji will be fun. I think I'd like to watch that. I think they'll give their backs uh, some exciting play to to keep up with. But uh, yeah, I think they're in a good position. I think they're a lot better now than they were three weeks ago or four weeks ago, whatever the start of the yeah. rugby championship was. Uh, they've sorted themselves out. The players have a bit more responsibility, but also they know where they're going. They know what they're playing. They kind of know who they're playing with. They've done it a couple of weeks now. That's starting to show those sorts of of um, benefits from doing that. But, yeah, you got got to keep guys fit. Because uh, when you start throwing new guys in there, new guys to squad, hooker, a debut hooker off the bench. Oh, I never heard of that guy. Um, granted, I didn't see much of rugby this year. And I was just like, where's he come from? Um So our whole front row really is is issues uh, for them as well. So, yes, yeah, yes. that's what they got to. If they look after that, but it's such an unknown, isn't it? Such an unknown. With how how far do you go? Do you just pay those guys against Wales? You know, leave the other guys one game in, in four weeks. You no, know? it's a bit risky to to be out of out of the, the fold and out of the action for that long too at a at a tournament like that, and then go bang into a, a big quarter final matchup. So, no, I think it's going to be tough, really. Been...
0: Yeah, it's gonna to be tough. So I think he's gotta play this team. I think from so. Now on.
3: And they'll all be broke.
0: And just just hope. Yeah, just hope that you don't uh, you don't break too many of them along the way. Exactly. Um yep. there uh, on on that one. So yep, so there we go. Um but as you say, it's uh, on came Richie um and uh, a few of his other mates um as well. Um uh, with uh, sort of um Coles, Tongafassi, Newell. Um, and um, they managed to sort of turn things around in that second half um, with the uh, with the All Blacks, but it does definitely say show you why. Um, or one of the things we we're talking about there is that the, the All Blacks' first choice twenty three is doing the business and it's good. There's a couple of players in there that we, that we might uh, debate, <coughs> Caleb Clark. Um But um, uh, but yeah, that, that a, a, a few injuries and boy oh boy, I think the All Blacks are going to be. Um, uh, in a, uh, yeah, a bit worried, um, if, um, if they're heading into um, the knockout stage of every World Cup with um, three or four injuries in specific players, um, it could get very thin.
3: Yep, what I did like about that match though, before we finish on it, it was a challenge. The game of the All Blacks, yeah. a challenge, they had to come back, they had to fight back, they had to claw back, and then they had to finish. So, pressures, last minute kick to win, fighting to get back into a game not let it get away again, just all those sorts of things that they've not really experienced this year. And I, f- I feel like they needed to experience that before the World Cup, just just to have that, just to have that experience. And, and now I feel they're a bit better prepared. They've been in that situation. Um, it's a lot different to a World Cup playoff for sure, but still, they're in that situation. They've had a bit of experience in it. Um, all they needed was a drop goal and preparation complete.
0: <laughs> oh dear! The All Blacks don't do drop goals, you know. <laughs> so, let's have a look at some um, the uh, the squad um, that was announced. Uh, you can get our um, immediate um, reaction uh, to this squad um, as, as as recording um, that so uh, the, the the Stephen uh, the Stephen and I did. Um, and I've realized again, I'm for some reason, I just can't get that one extra um, <laughs> bloody um, uh, line
3: in there. Just put Caleb Clark at the bottom so we just pretend he's not on the team. Pretend he's not there.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so um, props that are on the, the aeroplane: Eastern Groots, uh Timothy Williams, Offa of Twanga Fasi, Tyrrell Lomax, Niapo Lualala. And Fletcher Newell um look we've already had um a, a chat in in our in our live chat when our, our friends have gone oh my god what the hell is offer doing there and I said well who are you going to put in there and he's like uh Joe Moody uh, it's like well no <laughs> um it's like he's injured um so basically look whilst I guess there are a couple of a couple in here that I know you're not going to like in in, a, in the props I and mean, is there I, I think they clearly picked pick themselves is there really anyone else
3: you know, no. No, no, no. See, that's fine. I'm okay with that. The The problem was going to be, we didn't think they are going to take six, did we? we? We were picking on five. So it's when it comes to the six, that you kind of were. Will, will they leave out La La La, will they leave out Tongafasi, will they leave out Williams, or will they leave out Newell? Because he hadn't been in the mix until after before last weekend. So yes, we knew the we knew Lomax, and I, I thought La La was pretty safe, although he had a bit of a not a great game in the weekend, but He'd been in there for a long time now in that in that mix. No real massive injuries that's seen him out. I thought he was safe in there as well. It was picking two out of those other three. I thought that was going to be the, the big contentious point. I like the fact that they've gone with the extra one, although I think it does hurt the back row a little bit. But um, I'm just happy to see Tomite Williams there. I don't care if he only plays against Namibia. I just think he's a guy of the future that needs to be in this environment, uh, and especially next year. He's going to make a big difference. He's going to be, I think, a, a starter. He's going to be in this team for a long, long time. So I, I'm glad that we've got the young blood in there uh, with the rest of them. So it's good. It's I'm happy with that. Like I say, there's not not a huge amount else that you'd really uh, throw in there uh, aside from injuries.
0: Yep. So there we go. So so nice. So that's that's we'll agree with that one. Um, hookers Taylor. Um, uh, Aguilardo, Coles, I mean, pretty much again, they they pick themselves. George Bell is also travelling as an injury as, in, as injury cover, um, so uh, that's why he's at the airport. So he's kind of got a ticket on the airplane, but he's not allowed to play, so he'll be training and out there at the sampling spot, wine, sampling wine, eating cheese. I mean, what a what a what a good life! What a good life! <laughs> Bit surprised he's been picked head of um, a, a, a firm Amua. He's injured. Um, who's injured? Ah, okay.
3: Well, returning from injury, so that's why he was on the,
0: yeah. Because um, so I, I would, yeah, I would have thought Amua was was um, was ahead in the pecking order um, there, um, but we do know that historically, uh, he hopefully, has improved. Uh, but he has come back. Amua uh, has come back from uh, the off season um, out of shape before, so um, you can you can understand maybe he's not the best player to go as a travelling injury cover. Um, where, there's, uh, where there's where there's cheese and wine available, <laughs> um,
2: I'll already. be right there with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, into the locks, obviously. Barrett, Ritalic, White Lock, Match Day Twenty Three. The only argument is which one goes on the bench. Yep. Topuva'i gets the uh, gets the fourth fourth slot. Um, initially, it looked like Josh Lord might be in with a shout um, there, but um, uh, but so yeah, Topu V'ai gets the. Uh, I guess not there. I think he's generally considered to be the more experienced of the two mm-hmm. um, of them. Um, but I did wonder whether they would take all five um, and uh, perhaps um, not have a space in the back row. But um, they end up going with six back three players rather than the five that I think they really need. I don't really think they need that many. Nocturnal Rights um, reckons that um, uh, Frizzell uh, is uh, the emergency lock um, in there. um can Luke Jacobson, do that Do that as well as an emergency lock? I'm not sure. I guess, uh, on, I guess
3: if you got really desperate, you probably could, but I haven't seen him do that for a long, long time.
0: Um, and then so it's um, so is uh, is a traveling injury reserve. Oh, sorry, uh, I'm not, I forgot, forgot the far really. Um, so but yeah, we did think that they might do that instead. I'm not sure they need to have um, have six back three players, um, but um they have decided to go that um, that route. Um, but yeah, they kind of picked themselves. No issues there, I don't think. Into the back row, Sam Kane, Arnie Surveyor, Sh- Shannon Frizzell, uh, no surprise, Luke Jacobson, Dalton Papi Um Again, uh, the only question here was, are you taking five or are you taking six? If you're taking five, I think they picked themselves. Um, Finnau did enough at the weekend to um, get himself that injury reserve place. Um, and uh, your players like... Yes, Sua Koulas, Hoskins, Satutus, um, Kiri who have all been tried over the last few years, have all missed out at the last one there. I think a bit of a surprise that um, when you think about all those players who have been given some, uh, have been invested in quite heavily um, for for, the, for all that, for that investment to be thrown away and um, Finau to have been brought in, I think shows you that those those players really have not, uh, for one reason or another, haven't stepped up or haven't met the criteria um, that the All Blacks are looking for.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. Isn't it? Like it's probably a bit more advantageous, just about to come in a bit later, isn't it? And kind of sneak in as the current squad member, uh, for for now. but Hey, he performed brilliantly in the weekend. Um, what his personality and his fit within the players and, and the team is who really knows, but, uh, performance, performance wise, he did pretty well. Uh, I mean we've we've been down the Akira um and the Hoskins to Tutu bus far too many times and I, I have no issues with them being completely left to the NPC. Enjoy beating up on Southland and and um, Tasman and all those other teams and looking thinking you're fantastic. But I'm much happier uh with those guys. I just think it's a bit light. I just think it's a little bit light in the back row when you've only really got one cover for position and no real six to cover Um, I I guess you you can mix them around but very quickly you get into dire straits with with one injury or dare I say two, Um, you go very very poorly and the way Sam kane has been with his concussions or head injuries and and that recently, okay you lose him for a week, okay that's cool you got Dalton can step into that and then Jacobson to the bench or or something but that's it though, then then you kind of, you're, you're at your limit of players and then do you bring someone else in? You know, does that when you bring Finau into the squad? Because he'll obviously cover those, uh, the, the six, if you need him to. Yeah, it, it's just, it seems like it's just one player light. I would have just liked to have, even if it was Finau, because he's the guy, he's the one doing it. Just gives me just a little bit more comfort. um like, well, if Frizzell gets injured, what do you do to that back row? sub had a six, Jacobson to eight?
0: Um, it all comes down to Jacobson to six. And keeps up beer at eight. but it all comes down to how long is that injury for, right? If, um, but yeah, I think Ethan Blackout are the one, the one guy who's got unlucky here because, through injury. Um, mm. on um, I would have him, um, um, and you, him yeah. sorry, you'd have him in
3: half. Yeah. yeah, if Blackout was fit and ready, um, yep. he, he'd be straight on my team at the expense of probably, I guess, probably Jacobson would be the unlucky one, wouldn't he? Because you need a you need a seven with a yep. seven, even though Blackhead is probably more of a six, but you, you do need at least two, like, proper sevens. I guess Ardy will probably consider himself capable of covering there the, if needed to as well. So, yeah, it, that's what I mean. It, it's a tough – it's a very tough balance when you lose one guy and you're putting eights and sixes and benches onto eight and then you've got no one else. It just becomes very thin very quickly. And the problem is with head injuries, though, with Sam Kane is – is it a week? Is it a month? Is it two days? he's not broke his leg, he's not sprained his thumb, you know, we say, okay, you'll be good in a week. Uh, That's the problem with the head injuries. It's like, okay, you'll be right by the next match and then you get a day out for the next match. It's like, no, he's not really all right. That's, I think that's that's good that Fennell's there because he's there and it's like, day before the match, he's not quite right. Okay, in you come. Um, He's not flying over from from New Zealand on a long trip. So, yeah, just a little bit light for me. That's about it. I'd, I'd love to see Black out of there and but aside from that, yeah, it's the expected balance.
0: Um, locks are emergency cover for I and Barrett. Yes, but the other problem is that they've got to play lock and you're going to need to rest some players at some point. So you're going to be a bit careful um, on that one um, there uh, for, for, for that one. Um, the um, yeah, um, I was trying to say extra two players and squads are offer concussion protocols. Look, when we get to the back the back three, I've got a funny feeling that we've, they've gone with six rather than five because, um, well... They're so injury prone <laughs> at the moment. Problem is, and can you are they actually, um, yeah, able to stay to stay fit? Um, moving on then, so so yes, yeah, so, so generally, I think we can say we're happy with the selections for the forwards. There's no one there that you would throw out and say you should not be there um, amongst amongst that that that, that uh, amongst the forwards. Into the scrum halves: Aaron Smith, Philly Christie, Camroy Roy, God. We knew they were going to get selected because they were the ones in the squad. Brad Weber as a traveling injury person, like, why do you need four scrum halves? I mean, seriously? And that seems um uh, so I'm a bit surprised to see Weber uh traveling as an injury reserve. Um now, Scrum half is a very specialized position. First five eight, you can throw in a Geordie Barrett or a David Haveli to cover, I guess, um, in and out. Um, but whereas you can't do that for scrum half. But even so, um, I'd have thought three would have been enough there and you can fly someone over from New Zealand, but uh, yeah, interesting they've done that, but uh, money's obviously clearly no issue at the All Blacks level, so why not take a guy, an extra guy, um, but um, a community game, uh, as far as cash goes, or even someone who knows how to organise a um, oh. live stream.
3: <laughs> you stole my point there. I was going to say. They need, they need a couple of people that can start a live stream, that's what they should do, leave Brad Weber at home. But Brad Weber will know how to start a live stream, he'll be the man. Hey, look, this, this is the one, like you talked about before, of, of Positions, you like? Oh, how did he make the squad? But then, what else is there? I mean, I look at Christy and I say, "How did he make the squad?" And then you go, "What else is there?" And it's like Brad Weber, right there, <laughs> ready to go. Yep. I mean, Flakatava, right there, ready to go for mine. um I'll take either of those two over Christy. The weekend just kind of solidified that even more. um Yeah, he, he just the changing game was. Oh, it was starking to see when Aaron Smith come on. He made a massive, massive difference to the speed of that ball, to the way that they played, um, to just his impact of the game, just everything. And I like Roy Guard. I'm happy Roy Guard's there, but boy, there's just nothing in between. Um, Aaron Smith, top of the level game. Roy Guard, fresh, you know, fresh player. Good seeing him there. He'll learn a lot from this tournament and get a bit of game time. Christie's that guy that should be if things go wrong he can step up. I, I am just a bit concerned. Whereas I, I I'm confident that Bede Weber, who we've got there in the list, so I like that. will make that step up. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> is it suck how E is next to R? God, who made <laughs> keyboards? Goodness exactly. me. Yes. Um, give me Brad Weber. Give me Fagatava in those in those orders above Christie every day of the week.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised Brad Roberts not there, um, but we knew. Say, once we saw the, the 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 squads announced earlier for the rugby championship, this was yeah. We, we knew this was what was going to happen. Yeah, um, they would have to have done. Yeah, have to have really um, tried to pull um, Ian Foster's um, daughter or something um, to uh, to to have got themselves thrown wow. out of this. Oh, and just yeah, for me, <laughs> or, or yeah, or, or made a move on Ian Foster's wife and who oi, oh. Um, but um, no, they really have to have done something to, to have to have got themselves uh knocked um, not out of this one. Not too much as I can't remember um recall Smith ever being injured in his entire career. Um well look he's had he's had form drop-offs, but um I think those 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 uh, those sort of issues are behind are he's behind had them. toilet
3: visits as well.
0: Yeah, you so that's why uh yes.
3: ah, uh he did get injured last year. We missed him for a wee bit, uh end of year, end of super rugby. Uh, sort of period but no no long-term injuries um, month sort of things that, at longest but I'm thinking that this plane you know we've got we've got this hypothetical well it's a literal plane in the end isn't it really that's going to be going over to France so do you think we can go over France and kind of detour a drop-off or even a parachute for Finney Christie at Scotland <laughs> and then just keep going and Brad Weber can come forward you know to first class in a seat from the baggage carrier at the back and and we'll just go back round and drop off at France um, lots, on the way. Not some back
0: row forwards, get the, um, get, get, get the, uh, um, get first class. First class they get more leg room. <laughs>
3: <laughs> They'll be um, in the bag with the bags. Yeah. The little half bags. Yes. The little <laughs>
0: half bags get the have in up, their, in it. economy or economy plus if they're lucky. Um, <laughs> okay. So there's our, there's our first issues around Philly Christie. Um, but yeah, look, it's whilst, uh, well, yeah, whilst I would have Brad Weber in there, um, yeah, I, I can. It doesn't surprise me with the, with nice. the selection that they've made. First five eights. Then Richard Mwanga, Damian McKenzie. Um, on our earlier call, I said is Richard Mwanga perhaps the, uh, the most crucial player in this entire squad um, because mm-hmm. of what we saw happen at the weekend with DMAC um, at ten. Um, you did a live stream earlier um, with the. Um, um, uh, you, you did the live stream earlier where you said and uh, you asked all your people in the live stream who would. Um, who would replace uh Richard McKenzie if he's injured? And everyone went Bowden Barrett, <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not Damon McKenzie. Um look, both Richard Wonga and uh, Bowden Barrett are, are leaving um after this year. dmac is the default number 10 for next season um under Razor as head coach. So um again, I just no one else Brett Cameron, one cap Brett Cameron. Uh Joshuaani, um one cap for Joshuani. Stephen Perrifetta has got one, maybe two caps. Look, there's been zero um investment or effort to find anybody else. This is who they were going to go for um the whole time. Um and um yeah, it's way it, it's it's way too late to change your mind. Uh, this had to have been and, and let's be honest, this is what they wanted at the last Rugby World Cup. They wanted um Bowden Barrett at 10 and David McKenzie at 15. Um, this whole uh, 10, 15 playmaker thing has been there for, well, <laughs> five years now, I guess, five, six years. So um, this is what they were always going to go for. Um, but, so uh, yeah, DMAC didn't do his... Uh, I think made a lot of people very, un- very uncomfortable uh, head towards the World Cup now.
3: Yeah, I mean, 100% they are. Uh, but like you say... That was their plan. They planned this a long time ago. They they went with it early and they've stuck with it the whole way through. And then who else is there? The reason there's no one else is because, like you said, no one else has been in the mix. There's been no other coming through. Guard's come through. Why, was, why was this happened to Ruben Love? Is, is Ruben Love the other guy at the Hurricanes? Another yep. young, exciting player. I guess they play a lot of fullback now as well. But again... Guys that could be in the mix if you want to develop. But I guess a year out of World Cup is not the time that you really choose to do too much developing. But we've got Roy Gard in there. So lack of other option. Mackenzie's um, there because of that. And that's the only reason why. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that chat this morning had people from France, people from England, people from Ireland, um, Scotland as well. And, and of course, people from New Zealand and Australia all in there. It was, it was very multicultural and let's be honest, the All Blacks brand is a very global sort of brand. They all knew. They all knew the situation, they all knew, knew the players, and they all had pretty um, instant reactions to that as to who would come in if that was their team. Uh, but from from my international experience, uh, from their comments, uh, the All Blacks side is, um, is getting taken notice of. It's as you kind of expect on their form, but it did surprise me how much People think this team's going to win the World Cup, not from New Zealand.
0: And look, a team that's there or thereabouts every single Rugby World Cup and hasn't lost a game this year. Sure. It's, they've um, uh, has won the Rugby Championship every single year since, um, the, um, uh, since the last Rugby World Cup, for example, hasn't lost the Bledisloe Cup. So from a Cups point of view, the mm. Foss have been delivering. Sure, uh, Northern Tours... Island tour down here um, have not gone quite so well. So from a certain degree, you can see where they're coming from. Yeah, but um, the uh, but yeah, there's there's, there there are a couple of uh, very good sides in in Europe um, Mm -hmm. that are going to stand that that are going to be big obstacles um, for the World Cup. Anyway, so yeah, so that's um I say it it is what it is. Uh, It's perhaps not as not as good a situation um, as we'd like to have. In the centers, then, um, Jordy Barrett, Rico Wani, obviously, uh, Anselen Brown, um, a guy who's had injuries, um, and uh, has been, um, uh, uh, has, uh, has come through those, though. Um, and then David Havili. Now, to me, this one was the surprise because he wasn't in the squad, he hasn't played any super rugby this year, I don't think, um, has played one NPC game. And uh, gets into the selection for the Rugby World Cup. Now, is that, does that is that showing us that basically the um, uh, the the centre stocks are a, uh, a very thin at the moment, and they don't trust other players. Um, look, Quinn Tapire, um, uh was was obviously on, on his was 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 being lined up for this, but he got he had that um, big injury. Um, Jack Goodhue uh, has been injured quite a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and then you had Enor and McLeod. Now I'll be honest, Enor, um good NPC, decent super rugby. Is he international? Um outside center? Uh, I'm not sure. Um he's quick, but I'm a bit light. Dallas McLeod, well, he's had what half a game, three quarters of a game. Um to, <laughs> to try and prove himself. Um mm-hmm. which which shows you that yeah, that there is a um I'm a bit surprised that Jack Goodhue. Uh, hasn't been brought in and that David Habili has. Um, why do you think that David habili's has come in rather than Jack Couture when he's had even less um, game time this year? I uh, mean, yeah, he was one you game.
3: He's their man. He, he is their man. He is a guy that they have had faith in for years and they've kept selecting, kept picking and kept playing him through this back line. I think we were here this time last week and I said to you that they would pick Harvey over Goodhue uh, in the squad if they. I see if they went with five, they've ended up going with four, and they've still picked them. So that in or injury, I think, may have some sort of part in it. But I think as a versatile backline replacement bench guy, they really, really like him above above all else.
0: Well, you can they feel he was a player that they that um, when he was playing fullback. They just refused to pick, right? And he was like, "Kind of, he's the best fullback in the country." Obviously, before Will Jordan came along, who is now the best fullback in the country and can't play fullback for the All Blacks. Um, but um, <laughs> he, um, well, heavily um well, twenty seventeen was when he first got uh, first got selected? But they they just didn't seem to have faith in him at all from 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 that point of view. Um, and then, um, and then when he switched to centre, suddenly, yeah, they have gained faith in him. Oh, um, um, since then. Um but he's still only got 29 caps, 20, sorry, 25 caps. Um he hasn't hasn't played that much um international rugby. I'm really surprised uh, at this selection, um, to be honest with you. Um look, he is a very good player, can also cover um, first five eight as well as he has done at super rugby level. Um not sure whether you'd want to start a World Cup final with him in a 10 jersey. Um but um uh, but but he, but he can he can provide cover there. But just having had no rugby this year, apart from one NPC game, uh, I'm I'm amazed um, that that he's in there. Okay, goal kicker, sure. But you know you're, you're not picking someone to play centre for the in a, rugby world cup squad time because he can kick.
3: Right? He's got another couple of NPC games. He's got South Africa. He's he's got he'll miss France, maybe France off the bench, and then he's got Namibia, and Uruguay, and Italy. All those matches, he'll he'll be fine. He'll come off the bench. He's he's a twenty. He literally is what the twenty three jersey was made for. You got an injury in your back line? Spring David on. Oh, but it's at this. David, what's the answer? David's the answer. What well, doesn't matter what the question is. It was a back line. David's the answer. That's literally it.
0: Yeah. I I will. I hope he doesn't have to play. Oh,
3: um, it's a bit harsh. All right. he doesn't have work, to play.
0: Totally out of form. who's <laughs> zero form to go on here. Um, so, um, yeah. Form's I, temporary. I, I...
3: Class is permanent. David's all right. <laughs> to take a, a leaf out of Shane's book. He'll go all right, mate. Don't worry. He'll go all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um. So that, that, that was the one that was what came out of the blue that shot me. The only one that wasn't part of... fire
3: is back from injury as well. He played uh, for Waikato in the weekend, just gone. Is
0: he? Oh, OK. So he's yes. had one game back, but isn't, 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 yes. isn't quality enough? Isn't class enough, eh? Um, to he
3: takes uh, one injury.
0: <laughs> um, can cover 10, McKenzie <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: look, I like look,
0: it. M- 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 McKenzie will start your kind of Namibia, or hang on, who, who, who are we actually playing um, again? At, namibia, so, yeah, Uruguay. Namibia, Uruguay is where DMAC will start. Uh, other, other than that, DMAC won't be. I don't even I'll trust him against going. Italy. Um, oh, I, I trust him against Italy as well. But um, the uh, but but you got to be, you can only rest your, your your key players so much. You can't rest. You can, only, you can you can't just play them once in the group stages, right? <laughs> but yeah, Dave McKenzie—that's that, that, all he's there for. Um, and David Havili will play again. you know, namibia maybe a Uruguay game, and that'll be it. Um. The uh, but, he, he, but I'd say as you say maybe is that twi- maybe is that twenty three twenty three jersey. Um. So uh, so into the back three then, well Jordan um yep yeah, uh, one of those players that's um, a bit like a Ben Smith you've got to have him on the pitch somewhere because he will be scoring tries now he didn't score at the weekend but he created. Mark Talia, um I think in that um uh, in Blazers Cup one. We, uh, we 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 saw him have a really good game. Um, and I think this weekend we saw why. Uh, we, we saw again that he had a good game. Bowden Barrett um, again, like Richard Mawanga, massively key for this. How this All Blacks team works, um, as we saw it the weekend when he wasn't there. Let's <laughs> um, find Uku. Look, come back from injury. Um, pretty much uh, did, did okay, uh, but again, I think we 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 will we'll, we'll, we'll see that Mark Tier is ahead of him. Um, come the uh, the big the crunch games. Um Caleb Clark why? Um but anyway, still there. And Amoni no, uh, Now the reason I think we've got six rather than five here, because as you say, we could have taken a sixth back rower or or an extra lock comeback rower is because Les Fayanoku um has been injured. So has um Narwaya with the back injury. So I think they're just purely I think that this these these backs are not um uh are a bit crook and again if you don't take these guys who do you bring um because you know your you're your your a bowdoin barrett and will jordan so you're looking for out and out wingers Sean Stevenson at the weekend showed us he's not an out and out winger um and showed what us why he's and showed us and showed us why he's not in not in the frame right he's look he's a very very good 15 but he's not the type of 15 that the All Blacks want, and that's why he's on the out. Not because he's a bad player, because he's not the right kind of player for the jersey he wears. You then look at the rest of them and go, Sam Gilbert, AJ Lamb, Ruben Love, um, Nalisa Toro, Nona, um, Nariki. Yeah, again, um, some good players there, but um, I think lacking the, uh, not really pushing um, for, um uh, uh all, all black winger um slots Severese obviously would have been there bar injury um but again i think a bit like um when we're talking about the the, the, the props yep okay happy with this lot the next ones mm-hmm. i think the same here with the wingers to, to a certain degree is the next slot mm-hmm. um so hence yeah this is these these are the these are the only guys up to it
3: yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about wingers when it comes to next year because wingers literally come out of out of nowhere, and they are just yeah. the unknown ability is what makes them so good. The less you know, about them. The less they have been around; the more dangerous they are. So I'm, I'm not worried. There'll be, there'll be someone in Super Rugby next year who will just—I mean, look, look at this. Like Talia wasn't—I think it was fleetingly in the squad last year. Narawa was nowhere near it. Um, Leicester's been in and out like a go-go. So there's, there's not much continuity in that those uh, wing spots anyway of guys that are constantly there. But you know what really interests me the most about these back three for the all blacks, the all blacks website. Like, do you trust the social media outfit of your blacks <laughs> after this, um after <laughs> this live stream this afternoon, but first five, eights fly halves, tens, whatever you want to call them. Do you know who they've actually got listed? Have you actually looked at their actual list for tens? They have named Bowden Barrett as a 10. Hmm. Intriguing. I,
0: that Bowden Barrett will be wearing the 15 jersey. I Come know, up.
3: but why? Why? Who? Who writes this list? Who does this? This is official All Black documentation. Why is Bowden Barrett listed as a number 10? And it makes me go, hmm. Why? He should be a back three. So does you? You change that and put him as a 10, and that changes the complete build up of your squad. And when you've only got five outside backs or back threes, you've got three fly halves, it makes it much look much more normal, doesn't it? Yes. Intriguing. It
0: does, but I think um
3: Watch that space.
0: So hang on, so you, you're trying to say that Bowden gonna start he's gonna be playing ten you ten and we're gonna be he's not actually gonna be playing at 15.
3: Damien McKenzie, get your 15 jersey for ready for Namibia, my friend.
0: Oh, okay, maybe from Namibia, right? Okay, I'm just
3: thinking.
0: If, 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 <laughs> if goes time, down, you're not putting, putting Boda at ten at uh, fifteen.
3: Wow! If, if Moanga um, if goes down, oh, oh, yes, we know he's going to. I mean, yeah, I just find it weird that they've actually listed him as as a ten um, on the official documentation of the squad for the World Cup. Um, but I mean, aside from that, uh, Caleb Clark, um, yeah, have have some good wine while you're over there, mate. Um, I'm not really too interested in seeing well, I agree if not, Tony always says I need to find a reason to play him. Uh, I don't think it's going to scare any French backs now these days, because these are probably bigger and stronger and faster than him anyway. Um, yeah, and the rest pick themselves. I, I would have gone, anyone. It's a it's a winger. It's a winger. Like I said, the less you know about him, the better. Someone who's informed, someone has been playing amazing, uh, uh, you could chuck in there to beat up on Namibia. Sorry. Sorry, lads.
0: Look, with David Avili, um Jordy Barrett, Damon McKenzie, um, you've got masses of cover for for 15. Um, so to my mind, yeah, the, the only, yeah, they, they had to, it's just out and out wingers you want. Um, and uh, did you, so so to my mind, I'm not sure you needed, needed six players there. I think you could have gone with five. Tom Will Jordan, look, you're an out and out winger. Um, if Bowden goes down, we'll move a Havili or a, or, or a Jordy or a DMACC there. But you, you are a winger now. You're not a you're not a, you're not a fullback in our in our books, and you could have put yourself in with an extra back rower or an extra lock. Yeah, um, it was what I would have done. But there you go. That's just um, that's just me. So cool. Um, it does mean that actually they've now got enough players they can actually run um, opposition um, opposed uh, team uh, back row moves. Uh, also backs moves against each other. If you only got you only got five back threes, you can't. Um, so I'm not sure that's any a reason to um uh, to I, I, I still would have put for now in and uh, maybe had your uh, Caleb Clark as your as your um
3: as your travelling injury replacement. And then you could put like Dane Coles as a back rower in one of the training squads to you know even that up because we've only got five. <laughs> he wouldn't mind. Neither would Cody Taylor to be fair. <laughs> They'll both do it. <laughs> Problem solved.
0: Problem solved. So you go. That's our views on the um, on the squad there, um, um, uh, yep, yeah, which we think was, as I say, pretty much telegraphed as to what we were going to see ahead of time. Coming up then on Thursday, Tonga versus Canada. Um, and the weekend, uh, Georgia versus Romania, Portugal versus USA, um, England versus Wales, uh, France versus Scotland and Chile versus Namibia. So reverse fixtures there um, for England, Wales and France, Scotland. Um, and um, the uh, and it will be interesting to see uh, what, not just also the results, but also what selections um, they go with. Will have they kind of agreed that they'll do? I know that England, France, previously going back to two thousand and three, agreed that the first game one side would choose its A team, the other side would choose its B team, and they would reverse, they would flip it for the second. I don't know if these if these countries are being uh, kind of uh, coordinating as much as that, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what sides. They do run out um, for these, and um, uh, ahead of ahead of that, um, coming up then, and and uh, that's a bit surprised actually that teams like Ireland, um, Italy don't have games um, this uh, this coming weekend. But there we go, they don't. It is what it is. So I'll cool. To sleep this weekend then. <laughs> sleep. sleep. Sleepers for the week. Oh, dear. You can sleep when you're dead. Um, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much for joining me. Steve, will be back next week at 8pm um, um, to um, talk stuff. Maybe we'll do a, uh, a World stuff. 15. Well, look, well, there's no games to review. There's no new squads. Um, There'll be squads so by next uh, Monday.
3: you got... Uh, well, That's no a new it's a Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday. Great great
0: new centric be very, very oh, practical um
3: so you've got to look so at you know, the opposition be... as much as yourself <laughs> the threats so yeah, so we'll have, to we'll our Um uh, we'll have a few
0: games to talk about um and uh we'll obviously go through any other kind of news that's um that's sort of bouncing around um the rugby sphere so steve thank you very much thank you everyone and catch you all next week